0: Go to Bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hi, I'm Matthew Appleby, and this is the Horticulture Week podcast. At this time of year, we usually be in Germany for the IPM Essen Nursery Trade Show talking to international exhibitors and UK exporters such as Fairweather's and Raymond Everson. But this year's show is cancelled because of the coronavirus pandemic. So we're catching up with Patrick Fairweather and Raymond Everson to find out how they are faring in these tumultuous times. Fairweather's nursery is based in the New Forest and has a long-standing expertise in lavender and agapanthus and is at the forefront of bringing new plants to market from breeders around the world. And it delivers in the UK and internationally. And Fairweather's uh, is well known for winning lots of prizes for its plants. Agapanthus pop in purple won IPM New Plant Award in 2020. At um, the uh, HGA New Plant Show, an enemy frilly knickers won an award. And At the Spirit of Four Oaks show 2020, Echinacea Pink Parasols won an award. Um, Now, Guernsey-based Raymond Everson is the world-leading name in clematis. The company has 20% of the world young clematis plant market. And in April 2020, set up a Chinese joint venture clematis breeding project with the Beijing Florascape Company, and the Guernsey Clematis Nursery. At IPM in January 2020, I was talking to Raymond Everson and he was talking about how export trade in countries such as the US and China was good, although he was worried about coronavirus in China, and that was the first I'd heard of it back then, really, in a horticultural context. Um, Now, a year on from that... Raymond, what is the situation like for you? What's, what's the export situation like and international trade? How, how have things changed? Matthew,
3: uh, yes, the situation worldwide hasn't changed really that much. In fact, it's got better, uh, except in China with our customer base there. Um, they were first to come down with a pandemic, as you know. Uh, and so there, uh, things really slowed down very much there but there was some an oversupply of clematis situation there as, as well. So China has, has not, was not that good at all during 2020. North America, which is our largest market, um, that really went very well. We were very fortunate uh, at the start of the pandemic. Uh, we were able to still export our plants from Guernsey into the United States uh, and that continued, and most of our customers have done terribly well there. In In Europe, with our main customer, Hoegewein, uh, in Boscoop, um, again, their business ha- has grown rapidly, and um, uh, things are really very good. So for us, um, exports for 2020 were, well, our whole sales were down probably ab- about um 12%, I think, if I remember correctly, but most of that actually was with the United Kingdom market. So for us, export uh, really continued very, very well
1: indeed in 2020. And what about uh, Brexit? Has that affected you this this January?
3: Uh, Brexit at the moment, no. As you know, Guernsey is not part of the European Union or wasn't part of the European Union. We're aligned through, through the United Kingdom. Uh, and you know we like many other exporters we will have to take care and there will be more paper paperwork uh, needed but we were already doing plants, plant passports and all the hygiene certificates so for for us and i think the, the biggest problem is to make sure that our first delivery of, of, of plants
1: get through no no indeed and and what about you patrick how is the uh, the current export situation for you
2: Uh, Demand is is very strong and it it, uh, it was throughout last year. I think, uh, as we all know, with the the popularity of gardening across Europe, uh, plant demand has been very strong. Uh, We've not seen uh, any of our export customers feeling particularly threatened by the risk of uh, a Brexit deal or no deal, fortunately. And of course, I think they probably now, like us, are feeling um, that you know, our, our relationship can build uh, to greater strengths as a result of having a deal. So our forecasted sales for exports um, in the year ahead um, have grown by about 10%.
1: Wow. And have you had any initial teething problems with Brexit and the paperwork issues?
2: Uh, well, we've not yet sent a shipment which isn't going to happen till the end of February. So uh, we believe we've got everything lined up to do it. I think our biggest worries um, were going into the end of last year when there was a lack of clarity about two things. One was we were well, we were being treated effectively as a third country by the EU uh, which meant that we were um, not able to export plants in a compost that contained wood fiber or bark, uh, that situation 's now been clarified by u um, k plant health and we 've had it verified by our plant health seed inspector that we uh, well, our supplier of compost satisfy the eu 's requirements and the second thing was. There was speculation that we would not be able to export plants that had been grown on the, fr- on the ground for fear of uh, pests traveling from soil to compost. But as we grow on sand beds with a polythene membrane between the soil and sand, we too have had that um, issue ironed out. So like Raymond, really, we're now... Uh, as ready as we can be to confront the challenges of getting phytosanitary certificates and uh, obviously all the customs arrangements that need to be dealt with um, for the first delivery in February.
1: Well, that's brilliant. It sounds better news than possibly some people anticipated. I I mean, I, I spoke to you before Christmas and you said there was a possibility of moving some export production out of the UK to Spain. Is that still on the cards, maybe?
2: Uh, well, we continue to have some production in Spain, mainly for our Spanish and Portuguese customers. But uh, the 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 need to expand that at the the speed and to the volume that we had anticipated is is no longer going to be required, from what we can see. And um, providing we can remain viable in terms of uh, production costs in the UK, we would prefer to keep it here, and that that will be our plan. Uh, as it stands for the next year anyway.
1: No, oh, that's brilliant news. Now, now, Raymond, you usually would be in the US at the month show and then IPM and China, lots of different places around the world. So how are you dealing with, with marketing when you're not able to travel so much?
3: Well, yeah, yes, I mean, it's always nice to travel, but we've been dealing with uh, Zoom and Go Meeting and all those sort of uh, new ways of communicating with people, and so, uh, you know, we're keeping pace with, 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 with all of that. Uh, for the Mance show, uh, I took part in two videos there, one with uh, the Synergy Group, which is one of our uh, larger customer bases in the United States and then I did one uh, for, uh, for them again, which went out to their uh, their customers. And that was really good. This was, I think, about a 35-minute presentation that I did, and um, we had 134 people attending that, which they thought was tremendously good. So, and people immediately went to um, our customers to to purchase Clematis for their retail outlets. So, so, so that was re- really good. Um, with IPM, yeah, it's unfortunate we can't be there, but again, uh, we're communicating with our customers as quite naturally you need to do, uh, and so things are really good. I think our biggest problem really from last year was in, in 2020, at the beginning of the lockdown here in Guernsey, we lost nine weeks of production. So that meant that our, we, the guys did terribly well catching up a lot of that. Uh, and we are in fact sold out for our world markets until about august of of, of this year, so we're increasing production by twenty percent or, or something something like like that so th- on that side, I think that's going okay. Hong Yui, our big customer in in China, um, they will be holding a virtual sort of show type meeting, but that's mostly to the consumers um, so I, I will take part. Uh, with that and then the cultivate show in the united states it will be held in july i think the americans are still hoping that will go on but if not then uh, we'll try and do a video conferencing sort of uh, presentation w- webinar whatever it's called into 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 that show as well. So, uh, for us, uh, demand is 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 really very very strong, and demand is outstripping production because of the nine weeks that we lost lo- last year. So you know we're 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 really quite satisfied with, with the situation at the moment.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Uh, so virtual shows are replacing the the, the physical ones. Um, but what about um, consumer shows? You know, to the public, like chelsea are you are you still looking ahead to that this may
3: Yes um, everything is is online with that. Um, the design was done many months ago. Uh, The plants have had their summer uh, growing in our glasshouses, they're now in the coal store receiving their winter coal treatment and we will bring those out in March. Um, Sadly I think with the present situation in England I I don't think that Chelsea will go ahead but let's hope it goes ahead in May uh, as planned. But really, last year, when Chelsea was was cancelled, again, I took part in the virtual Chelsea Flower show, uh, my presentation, which was I think about eight and a half minutes on the first day on the Monday uh, of, of the of the show. Um, that was tremendous, and the response to from the consumers in England through to our customer base in the u k was was good, and of course, as we all know. Uh, internet or online sales um, were tremendous for all of us in the horticulture uh, section. And in fact, our retail mail order sales, which is a very, very small part of our business, that was running at over 300% up for most of last year. And it ended up the year, I think, 265% up. So I I think uh, because of the consumer are really wanting to get, having time to go into their gardens, enjoying their gardens and realising that uh, it, it's, it's very good for the well-being factor. Uh, I think I see the future in horticultural sales to be jolly good for, for the next few years and we must make sure we look after the consumer and, and everyone uh, to keep them interested in their, their new passion
1: for growing plants. No, we must. We must. So um, and what about you, Patrick? Have you been doing a lot of virtual promotion?
2: Um, We too, like Raymond, are in a fortunate situation where demand is outstripping supply and uh, are also very committed with the production that we've either got or is in hand through till the end of the year. So um, it has been largely about maintaining uh, the relationships that we already had, which we like you know, are also doing uh, through Zoom and phone calls. But I I think it has also then made us realise that, you know, moving forward for the future, as opposed to travelling around Europe and, you know, customers are quite disparate and it can sometimes take a long time to get to visit customers. We are now re-evaluating how we present our products to people in a more digital format. And in fact, we are uh, about to employ someone who is going to take uh, part of their role will be dealing with the import export admin challenges. But the other part of it will be to look at how we do develop the ability to present our products better online to customers. So um, I I think, you know, this has or will force a change in the way that we view shows and the way that we present our products to our customers.
1: Are there any other tips you could give to people who are struggling with exporting? You know, I've spoken to a few people who, you know, say, you know, it's just too hard. I'm not going to not going to do it anymore. Is there, is there any advice, more advice you can give them?
2: Well, I suppose like like uh, Raymond, we, we both have our own specialities. And I think that that is the one thing that your potential customers will uh, look at you with confidence if you're if you're not a generalist but you're a specialist and they they can look towards you being more than just a supplier of plants but you know the relationship is based on lots of other things that make it valuable to them so you know your credibility as an expert and the advice that you can provide them and and i think that's when you enter into the export market is something that you need to go into with your eyes open i mean as raymond's doing you know he does much more traveling than me but this this basically de, de, you know develops and gives you a relationship that people value and trust and um i think that's much uh much the the basis of of why one can be successful if you want to be
1: Raymond you you
3: want to speak on that one too Yes, I, I agree very much with uh, w- what Patrick is saying. Um, I, I think from from if you are a specialist and you have a unique position in the horticultural market then people do come knocking at your door. And as you know, uh, we have two companies here. One is the Guernsey Clematis nursery, which looks after the production of all our clematis. And the other is Raymond J. Everson Limited, which had a joint venture with the Pulson Bros. Company uh, to breed new clematis until uh, 2008. We still work together in marketing our plants. We're just coming to the end of those cultivars that we jointly uh, bred or developed here in Guernsey. So we set up our own breeding program in 2014 and our new plants are just, well, will be soon coming to, to market. So what I've done with the webinars and what I'm doing all the time is really pushing and promoting uh, the, uh, the the breeding and development and when I did the web- webinar into the United States for the man show, then uh, I was showing behind the scenes of our nursery, uh, with showing um, the, the breeding the development, showing some of the new varieties uh, just about to come to market and really explaining to people so people really uh, buy into what you're doing and we try to work I suppose it's easy to say, but try to work like a a big family uh, because our customers around the world do want and do need our new genetics, our new varieties to keep their market going. So we're, like Patrick, doing both things. We're providing the the market with new varieties, new cultivars and different types of uh, clematis. Um, and, and sort of then supplying the young plants. So, uh, and I think as Patrick is saying, we can share our passion for our plants with our customers uh, and they, they just need a good product, a new product and for it to be reliably delivered. So it's a matter of building up all of those things. And certainly if you're a specialist rather than a generalist, then it's much easier, I believe, to be able to market your plants worldwide.
1: And can you reveal any of your new plants for 2021, Raymond? And then Patrick.
3: Well, for for, for 2021, uh, we are launching Clematis the Duchess of Cornwall. Um, this was selected by Her Royal Highness and His Royal Highness, and uh, so we will be uh, we will be launching the Clematis the Duchess of Cornwall. At Chelsea, if it goes ahead, or other means, if we can. Um, so that is one. That's an exciting, very large, purpley-blue flower, very long flowering. In fact, we had a plant here in Guernsey flowering in October outside our offices. And Sukiko is is a white clematis, a multi-flowered one. So that one we will we will launch at Chelsea, 21, if if the show goes ahead and obviously the plans for 2022 uh, will be going to our UK customers and our North American customers during this year ready for the launches of those new varieties in in 2022 so yeah we have two new varieties and uh, uh, looking forward to getting those in front of the consumer one way or other and if um, If we can't do the show, the live show, then hopefully we will do a virtual show with the RHS again.
1: They sound very exciting. What about you, Patrick? What have you got uh, lined up as new launches?
2: Um, Well, in in Agapanthus, which is obviously, you know, the the only plant uh, really that we export, uh, we've got two um, uh, introductions. One is um, a new addition to the uh, ever uh, series of agapanthus. So these are, these are South African bred and are the first uh, genetics that produce repeat flowering. And we've got a new variety called Poppin Star that is following on from Poppin Purple, which has got a very strong striped purple flower, but the, a strong white stripe through each uh, petal. Uh, And then we're also introducing a new UK bred deciduous variety called Dark Silk, which is a very dark purple burgundy colour, very hardy, uh, but also has very good vigour. So they they will be uh, that we're launching those as young plants this coming summer. But so they won't be in the consumer market until
1: 2022. Oh, yeah. So who's the breeder of Dark Silk?
2: Uh, that's from Dick Fulcher, who is a national collection holder uh, in Devon.
1: Brilliant. And will you be hoping to launch them at the National Plant Show? Uh,
2: if the National Plant Show goes ahead, they will both be there. And then we would hope also to have them both at uh, Chelsea 2022 when we launch to consumers.
1: Brilliant. Um, Now, Raymond, you... Uh, uh, Matthew,
3: Matthew, just to mention that uh, at the beginning I said that our UK market was... uh rather a little bit wobbly at the beginning of, of last year. And then that uh, recovered dramatically and did very well. Uh, and um, the UK market for 2021 is very, very strong indeed. So that's the result of all the promotions that have happened to plants and people getting into their gardens. So I didn't want to mislead anyone. The UK market is gaining strength uh, very, very quickly. No, I was going to
1: ask, um, I guess the UK market in 2020 suffered because a lockdown and b it was hard to have enough plants to supply it when the lockdown ended is, is that right
3: yeah, yes i think that was the problem that our, our customers in in the uk face but they all did a, a, a great job uh, and uh, and have come out of it very very strong indeed so uh, we we all we we held a uh, we held a go to meeting with our Main, uh, our Raymond Everson brand growers in the UK um, in November and everyone is looking very much forward to this season and uh, are really all very excited about, about the future. So that, that's really, really, really good.
1: It is indeed. And Patrick, what about you? What are your hopes for 2021? Obviously, you've got a, a retail side too, so you, you see the whole picture.
2: We are, um, I mean, we 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 saw sort of double digit growth last year uh, despite all the challenges and, and we're expecting uh, similar this year. And I, I'm thinking that this is going to be a season that, uh, well, I'm telling my team to prepare for a tsunami because I, I think um, once the weather turns, uh, you know, the travelling is, is still going to be very restricted. People are going to be nervous about holidaying. And once again, we will see them turning to investing in their houses and gardens like we've never seen it. And um, so, I you know, I'm very excited and very positive. And I think, you know, from this crisis, you know, as business owners and leaders, we have probably one of the greatest opportunities on our hands and, and, and being resilient and looking at the opportunities that will come from it is going to provide us Um, you know a platform for growth in
1: the future great that sums things up pretty well have you got any final words raymond before we close
2: no i I think the
3: i i'm very very optimistic for the future i think it's a very strong future and i'm most excited about uh, setting up the chinese joint venture breeding project in china because that will give us the opportunity uh, to bring in a lot of interesting new genetics because uh, obviously I as a a foreigner cannot go into China to collect uh, plants in the wild but as this is a joint venture with the Chinese state-owned company we are able to go into the wild and sensibly source uh, plant material but not from digging up plants or anything crazy like that. We will take cutting material where we can and leave that mother plant in its natural location. We will do some work towards conservation, obviously in China as well, but it will bring in, I hope, some new genetics, which will make our clematis probably better heat tolerant and their winter hardiness will, will improve. Uh, so that's really is very, very exciting for the future. It's just a pity that uh, it takes eight to ten years from pollination to getting a new clematis on the market. So, uh, you know, I'm getting old quite quickly, Matthew, when I think uh, about uh, what will come in the next 10 years. But, no, very, very exciting indeed. And I really can't wait to get my boots on and get into the mountains in China. But this probably won't be until September, I guess, because of the pandemic. So, like like, uh, Patrick, really very excited about the future. I think we've all got a great future as long as we... uh, really do things properly both for the UK market and for uh, the international market
1: well a bright future to look forward to so that is good news and thank you to both Raymond Everton and Patrick Fairweather for your all your insights on the international plant trade and plant breeding market today for the horticulture week podcast see you hortweek.com forward slash podcasts for our full back catalogue we look forward to you listening again very soon to the next one so once again thank you and goodbye from matthew appleby this horticulture week podcast was produced and edited by christina taylor for more podcasts horticulture week news analysis
2: exclusive industry reports insight and data go to horticultureweek.co.uk.
0: Thank you for downloading this Horticulture Week podcast.
1: For more podcasts, the latest breaking news, and industry leading analysis, please visit
0: horticultureweek.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,